You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Mike Farrell. And we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sunny Sioux Falls. It is. Sunny and cold, but at least it's sunny. I know. We'll take it. (laughs) Take anything other than snow. Yeah, I think that's coming tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) Well, folks, thanks for joining us and letting us into your homes, cars, workplaces. Computers. Computers. um, And listening to us on Real Presence Live. Uh, If you've missed anything, reminder, realpresenceradio.com. And our podcast will also be on our app if i could get that out the free app so we're moving right along apple store and the android store that's right (laughs) easy to find real presence radio so we're talking next with earl laplante from the new alm diocese good morning earl good morning morning earl thanks for joining us it's my pleasure so I was excited to have you on because um, we're going to be talking a little bit about a historical site in New Ulm. But first, before we get too far, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm not a very exciting guy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a New Ulmite for, do I have to tell you how many years that is? No, you don't. It's not required. <laughs> for quite a, quite a long time. And, you know, so I'm, I'm not that I know a lot about New Ulm or the history of it, but I'm a little bit active in the community, so. Done and I think you're probably here. being modest, Earl, but, you know, we <laughs> oh, don't sure. have anyone else to, to, to tell us otherwise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so today um, we, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, and I, I did attend the Holy Trinity Catholic School for 12 years. And before I ended up with a job at 3M Company, so that's kind of what kept me in the New Ulm area. All right. How long were you with 3M, Earl? Well, 40 years. Okay. All right. (laughs) So he's a young pup. (laughs) No, (laughs) yes. So we were talking, we wanted to bring you on because um, uh, there is a spot in New Ulm that has been added to the National Registry of Historical (laughs) Places. And can you talk a little bit about what that is? Well, what it is, it's a, a national recognition of a historic site. And one of the things that's really unusual about the New Alam Way of the Cross, it's a religious site, and it's very difficult to get onto the National Register because of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it took quite a while to do that. What was the process to do it, Earl? Well, I got under the Way of the Cross Volunteer Committee oh, about 10 years ago. And after I was there, oh, I'd say seven years ago, I decided just to, because I like to talk a lot sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) and I suggested to the committee, why don't we get on to the National Register site? And there was a little bit of silence, and I just talked a little bit more about it, and uh, pretty soon they agreed, you know, let's do that. So what I had to do is, 
things. I don't have any experience in writing mm-hmm. up applications for the National Register. That's a federal grant thing. I We contacted a man called Dan Hoisington, and he's like a historian, and that's his business, what he does. And he has done other sites in New Orleans. Okay. And it costs us. We had to pay, you know, he charges a fee for that. Sure. And so he started to work on it. And I don't think he was very enthused about it because, you know, it's difficult for a site like this to get on the register. Sure. So it took a lot of time and contacts in order to keep him involved with it. And finally, he did come through, you know, and he did get us on the site. It took a lot of work on his part because he had to do a lot of research. The people that do the reviews, they are very critical and technical, and you have to have everything just right before you get approval. And I did not know at the time when I started this that about 20 years ago, there was a man from New Orleans, from our diocese, that started it to get on the National Register, and that was rejected at that time because of some technicalities in Hmm. what was being written up. So I didn't know about that until I contacted the man from the Minnesota Historical Site, and he told me about it, and then he sent me all of that data also. So So, we're talking about the... um the Way of the Cross in New Ulm. So let's dive into that a little bit, Earl. What is the Way of the Cross uh, site in New Ulm? Well, what it consists, and there is a website, by the way. If you okay. type in Way of the Cross, New Ulm, Minnesota, mm-hmm. there will be many sites that will come up, and you can sort through that, and you'll be able to see certain images. Mm-hmm. But what it is, it's a path next to the hospital, or just behind the hospital. And the path is about 700 feet long. And it's a slight incline. At the end of the path is a chapel. Hmm. Now, when you start on the pathway, uh, there's different niches with different uh, statuaries. And about halfway up the path is when the uh, way of the cross images start. The stations, uh, you know, 1 through 14, mm-hmm. and they're spaced, oh, approximately 30 feet apart or so. I'm not sure if I'm correct on that. But they're all enclosed in, an, in a special niche, a cement niche, and then there's a glass plastic, I mean, a, a glass cover over the front of the statuary that's inside. All of the statuary was actually brought from Bavaria, Germany, in about 1903. Oh, wow. Wow. So they're very original. And a lot of attention was actually paid to the detail, the facial details, and like the fingers. And the the facial images are very detailed. So since they're that old, we actually did send them out about... Uh, five years ago for restoration to be redone and the color was all brought back to as close as possible to the original color so they're very good shape today and very impressive Hmm. looking 
And we're still going through a lot of restoration work yet, which is hopefully most of it will be completed this summer. So give us a little bit of the history of the Way of the Cross, how it was started, who built it, and it's kind of its journey. Well, originally it was started by Father Alexander Berghold. He was one of the first priests in the area, and he also was very instrumental in getting the first hospital built. So in that area, there's a, there was another site called uh, St. Alexander's Home, and that's a home for the aged. And I, you know, I'm old enough to actually remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the first hospital was. But then talking to uh, Sister Flavia, she was the first administrator of the hospital, they thought it'd be a good idea to start this way of the cross. So on the hillside behind the hospital is when they started to build this way of the cross. The nuns that were working at the hospital actually took a lot of part, took part in building the site. They used wheelbarrows actually to bring up a lot of supplies up the site up the pathway, which is very difficult. When, you know, what year was this? What year was this, Earl, that they started it? <laughs> they started in 1903. Okay. Wow. And in 1904, it was completed, and that's when they had the commemoration uh, ceremony. Hmm. And, you know, then it was just a dirt path, uh, basically, so they had to do a lot of work after that just to maintain the fight because of erosion, you know, from rains and so forth. So sure. a lot of work that they put into that by the nuns themselves. Well, and I was looking at some of the images as you were talking, and, and when you say Stations of the Cross, it's their actual little statues inside behind this plexiglass. It's a beautiful, it's not just a picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's That's these right. beautiful statues that are encased in these Stations of the Cross. Yeah, they are. They're very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's worth a trip to New Orleans to see them. <laughs> Absolutely. So what is your favorite part? Oh, you know, I would have to say it's the chapel. Mm. But I can't rate that above anything else. And I can give you a reason why that is, if you don't mind a little story with this. Would love it. When I was working at the... Way of the Cross one day. I happened to be by the chapel. And there was a young couple that went in to the inside the chapel. So I'm outside and just doing my, my thing. And pretty soon she came out and she was just sobbing. And I thought, my gosh, you know, what's wrong? Did he abuse her or what's going on? So finally I calmed her down a little bit. And he came out then from the chapel also just a little bit later. And I said, well, what's, what's the problem? And she said, he just proposed to me. Is <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that a, a good or a bad up. problem? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she actually had, she was crying quite a bit. And so it's tears of joy, actually. Mm. Sure, yep. And, you know, that I actually get a little choked up sometime telling that story because it was so touching to me. Sure. But that's why... That's one of the reasons 
why we have the way of the cross and why right. we try to keep it in good condition, you know. Right, right, yep. So speaking of that, I mean, you have to keep it in good condition. Tell us a little bit about how, what that entails. Obviously, um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're getting a little help there. <laughs> well, <laughs> we do. You know, the, we have about five, six members on our volunteer committee. We get no monies from the diocese whatsoever. So what, what we've done over the years is just take donations. That's mm-hmm. how we. That's that's all we have coming in in order to maintain the site. Now, some people give a you know a substantial amount, which really helps us because the recent renovations we've probably got approximately seventy thousand dollars already invested into what mm. we have done here. Wow. Now. A lot of the work was done by the volunteers, but after a while, we do not have the skills necessary to maintain the proper uh, images and so forth, so we have to hire some of that out. Now, the images we had restored were sent to us a place in St. Louis, Missouri. They did the painting and so forth, and they stripped the, the statuary completely and repainted well, then, for the other work, we've had local contractors quote on doing the work. And we've used at least seven different contractors, eight contractors from New Ulm already. Mm. And so they, the community actually is taking a part in this also. Although that costs, you know, there's a dollar value with that too. Sure. You know, because it's a business that they work with. There's signs we need to put up and there's other things to take care of like now we're taking care of the outside niches and the outside chapel and they have to pressure wash them and then they acid treat them and then they're going to wash them again to get rid of the chemicals and then they will seal all of the brick because it's a soft brick from you know 1904 so there's a lot of weather uh, weather damages and sure. it also takes place. So that's that's how we are able to maintain the site. So mo- mostly volunteers. So when t- when going about putting this on the historical um, site, why was that important to get this site into the National Registry of Historical Places? Well. You know the reasons for the way of the cross. It's to commemorate the life and death of our Lord and and what he did for us. I feel that in order to get more of this word out to people in the United States, it was necessary to get it on the National Register because we need more people to visit not only this site but other sites also. And it brings it makes them think about what our Lord actually did for us. Mm -hmm. And we have so many people that visit here. We get about a 1,000 visitors a year. That's not a great amount, but I expect that to increase quite a bit Mm. now that we're on the National Register. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, to me, that's one of the reasons is to get the word out. Because by ourselves, we don't have the means to do that. Right. But now with it on the National Register, mm. it's out more yet. 
And the Chamber of Commerce in New Ulm also has been a big help, too. They help us advertise it with tours and so forth that comes through the area. Hmm. Something else we did, I don't know, this might be out of timing for this, but the volunteers also make a small cross, and we put a, a little tab on the back of that cross that says, Way of the Cross, New Ulm, Minnesota. And we give those out as free. Hmm. So we've made probably in the, just the last three years, I'm going to say about a thousand. Wow! And then we just ask for a, you know a donation, sure, which really helps. Yeah. You know, so, so we only have a couple minutes left here, Earl. Um, mm-hmm. One question I wanted to ask you before we let you go is um, I know there were some hardships in getting this on the registry of historical places. Have there been any blessings in getting this done? Well, how do I explain the blessings? You know, I, I don't understand yet why I got started on this. <laughs> I guess there's that silent voice that comes from above. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a major blessing. You know, the Lord doesn't speak to me directly, but indirectly, and I, I really believe that he helped me do this because I was told a couple times to just give it up, mm-hmm. not to bother to get onto the register because there's too many restrictions. Hmm. I disagree with that. I don't find any restrictions in my, to prevent us from doing anything that needs to be done. So, to me, that's a personal blessing. But all of the people that we see come up to the Way of the Cross and visit, they all say how beautiful it is and how much it means to them because it's so relaxing to them. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a reward. Yeah, That's definitely a blessing. Yeah, there's many people on the committee, too. They all feel the same way. So, it's not just my feelings. You know, it's all of the people that we help. That's a blessing in itself. Well, and you might not know the fruits of your of your blessing and work until the afterlife. It might be in fifty years, right? You know, right? And, but and you're the, leaving a legacy, yeah, and and who knows how many stories have come out of these people that are visiting every year? Yeah, that oh, that's uh, right. you know you you may never even hear about, but Just some of these faith. you know kind of like the couple that you know. Uh, he he uh, proposed to her. I mean, you yeah. were there for that, or I'll think about how many times, you know, uh, things like that have happened that folks have visited the Way of the Cross. So no, that's true. We also put a booklet inside of the chapel, and it's for everybody that writes down their special petitions mm. for us to pray for them. Mm-hmm. When you read that book, it's nearly filled up in one year. It almost brings tears to your eyes when you see all of the pain that people are suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, they have so many people that they want us to pray for them. It's amazing. Mm. It's well, Earl, we have... Yeah, yeah, it is. Earl, we've ran out of time this morning. Thank you so much for sharing the Way of the Cross with us. Real good. And if anybody wanted to check it out, just search for the Way of the Cross in the New Alm Diocese. And Earl, thank you for your work, and God bless you. Thank you, and God bless you guys, too, for your, your station. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Earl. Take care. All right. We're going to take another break, Mike, when we come back. All right. We're going to hear what the March for Life is up to. Awesome. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. 
live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 